to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 30. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the best dog dad ever. The man who went to wake up a sleeping, loudly dreaming Lola and console her before coming back to record more episodes. John Brownstone. You're yeah. so in love. You're so in love. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash killalords for making this episode possible. This week, we're defining orgasm control and sharing a few things to keep in mind if it's something you would like to play with. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM. All links are in the show notes, and the show notes are at lovingbdsm.net. Did you know that we, the Loving BDSM podcast, started all the way back in August of 2015? Yeah, we are six this year, and every year, we like to celebrate it with a giveaway by giving stuff out, except for last year, 2020, because that was basically just a dumpster fire of a year. And because we missed last year's celebration, uh, we're gonna do it big this year. We're gonna double the fun, as it were. Um, so two people will have a chance to win a total of three prizes each, a paddle from the Kinkery, a sex toy from Hot Octopus, and a collar from Elegantly Owned. Now, uh, the paddles will be a similar, so a yay, everybody gets the same thing. The sex toy from Hot Octopus, we have both a curve vibrator and an atom cock ring. So one winner gets one, one winner gets the other. And then we'll have two collars from Elegantly Owned, our favorite collar shop, um, and winners will get one or the other. So. You can go straight to lovingbdsm.net slash giveaway to enter, to get all the details, to kind of get an idea of what's going on. You can also watch our weekly live streams um, where we will, once we get our uh, grabby little hands on these things, we will be showing them off so you can see them live and in person that way. Um, but the best place to get everything and to enter is lovingbdsm.net slash giveaway and you'll get all the details there. Some of those details are, you must be 18 and older to enter. The giveaway is international. So if you've wanted any of the things on the list uh, and you don't live in the US, now's your chance to maybe get your hands on it. There will be multiple ways to enter, um, mostly through social media, but not completely. So yeah, you you need to enter. You come with us, join our giveaway, celebrate all these years of podcasting with us go to lovingbdsm.net slash giveaway. That's lovingbdsm.net slash giveaway or use the link in the show notes. So before we get into these things to know about orgasm control, mm -hmm. let's, let's try and define it. The The definition is in the, the words used for it. It's control over orgasm. Um, that means a lot of different things. Sure. Uh, like uh, anything, it's... Um, it can be part of a power exchange. It can be part of play. Um, if I say much more, we will go straight into our tips and that will ruin the whole <laughs> right? pattern of this episode. So, but yes, it is uh, a bottom or submissive giving up some level of control over their uh, sexual pleasure, mm -hmm. their climax uh, to their partner. And as we go into this, we'll get into what that means and what that can look like. 
Okay. Number one, orgasm control must be negotiated first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, stop with this bullshit thing. There's an assumption that because you're kinky and because you're doing power exchange, orgasm control is a given. It is no, not. Like, like any other part of a power exchange, it is something to be negotiated. You need to talk about it. Um, both parties need to give consent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your dominant might not want to own your damn orgasms. Don't assume anything over there. <laughs> right? <laughs> it might be like, nah, I don't, I don't want to play mm-hmm. like that. Uh, also, a submissive might be like, fuck you. No, I, I want to come when I want to come. Thank you very much. That is That's okay. Right. You are not required to play this way just because it feels like everybody plays this way. <laughs> okay. Number two, method one, forced orgasm. There are three methods. The first one on our list, these are in no particular order, but I did pick <laughs> my favorite. Mm-hmm, uh, forced orgasms. So forced orgasms can be done in a lot of different ways. Yep. Um, they can be you doing them to yourself. So a mm-hmm. dominant partner going, touch yourself until you orgasm and don't stop. Um, our most common way to do them is with sex toys. Right. Because it's vibrating sex toys, especially the power is relentless until you turn it off. And so it kind of doesn't matter how your body feels. <laughs> that product is still applied to sensitive bits yep, and you yep, still yep. keep going. Um, you can do this whether I, I have a lot of experience with it from a multi-orgasmic place because Correct. the first one arrives when it arrives on its own damn schedule but then you force them you make them keep going Mm -hmm. often with a toy but sometimes when we were long distance with my hand because you were a sadistic bastard and um i don't know what you're talking about we were not letting up on the (laughs) stimulation and we were making each one come more coming each mm-hmm. orgasm, one after the other after the other, until either I was safe wording out or I was begging for them to stop or I was <laughs> some or you were just done. Um, but uh, for other people who maybe not aren't multi orgasmic, it's more about increasing the stimulation and the speed with which the orgasm occurs to make it happen in a more intense, faster ideally a more intense and faster way Mm -hmm. uh, than you might normally do for yourself under your own power, um, the way you masturbate or the way you use a toy. Right. So that forced orgasms, forced orgasms. um, If you have seen even a little, a little bit of BDSM porn, you have seen at some point, some human body with a Hitachi or otherwise large vibrator attached to their genitalia Mm -hmm. and they can't get away from it. And there's nothing they can do. And that orgasm and however many after is coming for them, whether they like it or not. That is a tropey kind of way of looking at forced orgasms, but um, can report, fun to play with, just saying. Um, you don't have to be a masochist for it, but there is a certain level of masochism, <laughs> I think, or just a uh, deep submission to somebody yeah. else's will for yep. that kind of thing. Okay, number three, which is method two, edging. That's my personal favorite. Somehow I'm not surprised by that. So edging, you can do this alone. You can do this with a partner. Um, It's a great way to build up stamina if you want to prolong orgasms. Mm -hmm. Um, Is you masturbate, use a sex toy, otherwise stimulate the the bits and pieces 
to the point where you're almost about to orgasm and then you stop, you pull back, you let your body calm down. And mm-hmm. you can, the way you tend to play with this, Mr. Sadist, is then I have to start again and yeah. get to that edge and then back off. Right. And then start again and get to that edge and, and back, back off. off. Yep. And at the whole time you're going, don't you come, don't you come. Or you're doing it and you're like, you don't get to come until you're begging for it. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, from my personal experience, uh, when that orgasm finally occurs, bigger orgasm. Just yeah. bigger, more explosive. Um, it can become painful because you are stimulating sensitive parts of the body. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, some masochists can really enjoy this because it's a pain they want, especially if the edging it does not become the, the third method, which is not my favorite, thanks. <laughs> um, where, uh, and you finally do eventually get that orgasm mm-hmm. that you want. You're just delaying the gratification. Right. Mm-hmm. So number four is method three, mm-hmm. orgasm denial. I don't like this one. This is the one where you're all hot and bothered or turned on or could be hot and bothered mm-hmm. and turned on. And the your partner's like, no, no, not allowed. No, not allowed. Now, we learned early on, and I kind of knew this about myself, but I wasn't as in tune with my body as I am now, so I wasn't able to express it properly. Orgasm denial actually causes me physical pain afterwards. I get right. stomach cramps. Mm-hmm. Um and I I'm, know I'm, I'm not alone in that. I don't know how common it is, but I know I've heard, seen and heard other people talking about it, that they've had that kind of experience, too. Um, so we might play with orgasm denial temporarily. Right. But before the mm-hmm. scene is over, I'm getting the release so I don't have the pain Right, later. because um, many people will really push that to the point of, you know, you are denied an orgasm for days for a week, for mm-hmm. several weeks, even month or more in some cases. Yes, and depending on how you play and how you feel about it, it can hit people on a submissive level. I mm-hmm. am doing or not doing, as the case may be, something I would do on my own, but my dominant partner has said I can't. It can hit you on a masochism level. Um, I know that there are a lot of factors in play with um, – uh, people who uh, use cock cages and basically get locked up. Correct. And it and I'm I want to be careful because I don't have enough experience to speak about this um, in a way that will do the topic justice. But part of that is an orgasm denial, a little bit of a masochism thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some deep submission to it for many people um, because literally you don't even have control over this function of your body. In those cases of chastity belts and cock cages, you literally cannot even touch your own body. Correct. Um, not that you can't be teased, not that you know you mm-hmm. can't get turned on, but then there's nothing. And I have seen online where people talk about their experience and some, you know, there's a building up to it. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. you go from never having been caged or, or worn a chastity belt or whatever to then wearing it for a year. But but people tend to build up and they try to, they push their own self. Push their boundaries, yeah. Mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And they stay locked up for longer and longer periods. Some people right. just, they're locked up for certain parts of a day and then they're unlocked later. Like, there's all different kinds of ways to play yeah. with it. But And there's a lot of power exchange stuff to that that has nothing to do with orgasm denial or orgasm control, but that can play a part in it. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, the again, the real the the real common way of looking at orgasm denial is you know, when you're like, beg for it, beg for it. I'm like, Daddy, can I? Dad, I can't. Daddy, can I? And you're like, no. <laughs> Fucking A, man. <laughs> uh, but in the middle of the moment, it's a sexy thing because you're exerting your power in a way that, you know, heightens the moment. There's the tease. There's. Mm-hmm. It's not that the stimulation is not still occurring. It's that it's like you want to see can you get me to control my own body's reaction even as you push it further and harder. Correct. Which is a little bit exciting, a little bit scary. I, mean, I, think that, I feel like that sums up my submissive experience in scenes. It's a little bit exciting. It's a little <laughs> bit scary. Um, and then for some people, they uh, actually use it as a, a punishment thing. They keep saying no, keep saying no, keep saying no, but keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. So that then the partner's body will take, can take over at a certain point and they may orgasm even though they were trying not to. And then, oh, oh. You didn't do what I said. And now yeah. we're into punishment territory and there's other things going on. So um, orgasm control, whichever of these three methods you play with, mm-hmm. is about playing. It's about fun. It's about. Right. It's also about submission. It can also be about masochism. It's all of that. And all three of those can be combined. That's the bonus method yeah. of orgasm uh, control. Combining what you sometimes do all of it. Like yeah. literally every bit of it. Mm-hmm. You start me off with edging, then I'm like, please, please, please. You're like, no. And then by the time you're ready for me to, then it's like you're taking whatever vibrator stimulation and you're not moving it. And I'm just like writhing. I'm contorting. Mm-hmm. I'm convulsing because it's one a, after the other. A sopping the mess. Other. Yeah. And it's, it's great. I sleep really well after that, yeah, quite you frankly. Do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, yeah, you can combine those in any way you want mm-hmm. that you both want. Um, yeah. for for fun times. And it brings us to number five. Orgasm control should be good and satisfying to both partners. So I put this in here because there is... One, I was thinking about my stomach ache situation because I was not making that connection for a while and when we first right. started playing with it, you might do orgasm denial for days, mm-hmm. but you would also have me edge. It was not just a right. don't touch yourself, which is an, a form of orgasm denial. It was, oh, touch yourself, but then stop. And we would do this for several days and I would just, my stomach would cramp so bad. And the pain made me dread what I knew was coming, even though my submissive side was like, yes, I love this. <laughs> my body was like, God, this is gonna suck and I don't wanna do it. And so then it stopped being as good or satisfying as it could have been. And I had to say something, I had to go, uh, this hurts. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. I can do edging with denial for right. very long. And then we renegotiated and we figured out and we played different ways. So it's orgasm control is not just about the power that it gives your one partner over the other. It needs to be also about what the other partner wants to to experience in return. And I have had conversations with people who are like, I like to play with with orgasm control, but I want my partner to get off. I don't want to withhold that Mm -hmm. from them for too long. I enjoy seeing them get off. So there's for every... Uh, relationship for every scene there's gonna be a, a line you have to find of 
what is good for both of you that gives you both what you want if you're playing with orgasm Absolutely. control. Absolutely. Um, which is why I do like that you tend to, if we're going to do orgasm control, it's either going to be edging into forced orgasms or if you're going to include orgasm denial, it's temporary and then mm -hmm. we're back into all of it right. to combine it. So by the end of the scene or the moment... Everybody's gotten off. Who wants to get off? Mm -hmm. Everybody has a good time. Everybody has. And that is <laughs> that is really the key here. Everybody has a good time. So <laughs> orgasm control can be fun. If you flat out reject it and you're like, nope, not interested, that's okay. You're allowed mm -hmm. to do that. Um, but if you're like, but wait, what can we do? You can do all kinds of things. <laughs> so go forth uh, and play with, with orgasms. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, that is it for us Uh this week i think we have a long episode about orgasm control in the archives if so i will link it in the show notes if you want to uh listen to a fuller episode on that uh and that that's it that's it for us this week we will mm -hmm. be back later this week for a longer more in-depth conversation on hmm, something i don't know what yet <laughs> uh until then we'll see you later bye, bye.